Welcome to the Marital Bliss Podcast, where we share biblical lessons in serving your spouse, helping you avoid the battle lines introduced by self-serving. We are your hosts, Q and Kat Bruce. We invite you to journey with us as we share our story and explore what the Word of God says about kingdom marriage. Hey family, um, it is official episode number one of the Marital Bliss Podcast. We hear and excited for today's episode. I can't wait to dive into our topic. Babe, how are you feeling today? Feeling good. This is it. This is number one. So I'm excited to share um, and just to dive right in. Dive right in as we always do. So uh, when this airs, it'll be November 5th. And so that day has significance. Uh, what happened on that day? I forgot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you forgot? Okay. Where, it's get, my grandmother's birthday. Get, get, get me, get. Oh, no. It's the day that he asked me to marry him. How could I ever forget? Because I was totally surprised. Um, it was wonderful. I We talked about marriage, but I never knew exactly when he was going to actually propose. And uh, when he proposed to me, I didn't, I don't even remember what I said. I know I said yes, but I was like crying and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a real good, we were, we were, so we used my, my mother and father's rings, right? Yeah. Cause we didn't have any money. I sure didn't have any money as the man who gets the rings. And so, um, my mom was going to mail them to us and she knew this, but didn't know when they were coming or anything. So they came in the mail. And what I did was I hid them so I can kind of plan, you know, when I wanted to propose. So we went to a Mexican restaurant. We ate and had a good time. We left the restaurant and there was a bench outside of the restaurant. And so I sat her down on the bench and she's just kind of wondering, like, hey, what's going on? And so it's so funny. You'll see uh, we posted it on Facebook. Like there's a picture of her with a normal straight face. He was taking it. He said, I'm going to take a picture. And so yeah. I'm like, well, I got to take it by myself. But OK. And so. Yeah. And so you see her with a straight face. And then after I propose, you see the ring on her finger and her face is all disheveled after yeah. the fact. So I, you know, she says she thinks she said yes. I think she said yes, too. I all my, the response was just. <laughs> So I just took that for a yes because she let me put the ring on her finger. So that meant yes, right? And so here we are. Yeah. And so, but that's that day will always uh, be special because that was, you know, the official beginning of our, you know, path to, to becoming one. Yeah. So our topic for today is know your role, you know, marital expectations of husbands and wives. And so for the first episode, we just wanted to dive right into the core scripture, you know, Ephesians 5, that speaks directly to marriage and that we've all probably heard and read so many different times. But I don't think we fully understand what it's saying to us and what the expectations are. So we just want to uh camp out here for a while and, and and have you guys go with us as we really get deep into this and really explain you know what all of this means right because before we can do anything we have to have a proper understanding of what the expectations are and that's with anything in life 
Um, and so before we jump into the scripture, I just want us to remember three things about our roles. Um, and so those three things, number one is that what we're being asked to do is not conditional. What that means is that the word is not saying do this if your partner acts right, if they make you happy today. It just is God speaking to husbands, God speaking to wives and say, do this. So it's not conditional. Number two, um, what we're expected to do is unto God and not unto our spouse. So even though he may say, do this for your spouse, we're really doing it for him. And then number three, the beneficiary of what you do, again, is not necessarily your spouse, it's you. So when mm -hmm. you follow through on what God is saying you should do, you actually benefit. And so when we close out the video, we'll give you guys scripture to support those three things. But that's the, the framework we want to set before we jump right into this. Yes, yes. And so um, what I'll do is kind of read the beginning. We're going to start in Ephesians 5, 22. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read um, the word is speaking to wives first. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to cover um, 22 to 24 and then the second part of 33, uh, which also speaks to wives. And so it says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, uh, for the husband is head of the wife. And also Christ is head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And then 33B, um, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Yes. You know, this scripture, when I think about it, you know, just being on social media and being in different conversations uh, when when it comes to using the word submit. And I've seen different YouTubes and just different people say the word submit and everybody, you know, I ain't submitting. It's like a control, <laughs> you know, it's interpreted as being controlled. Um, I know what that feels like, you know, having, you know, as you've read uh, or seen our story before I was saying you know I've been married before um, been in a relationship where I know what being controlled is and so um, what this is saying is is to be under the leadership you know of your husband is what the Bible is saying now a lot of times you know us women uh, will say well he don't know what he's doing or he don't know how to lead or you know, um, how can I submit or be under the leadership of someone who, you know, is just not doing that? How can I be a help to someone who is not, um, you know, showing that they need anything to uh, need help with? You know what I'm saying? And so I know that can be kind of hard to understand. Um, in First Peter, chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 it says wives likewise be submissive to your own husbands that even if some do not obey the word which is what the word is you'll hear him talk about what the husband's roles are if some do not obey the the word 
the word of God, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives uh, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, meaning the fear of fearing God. We have, as wives, big influences on our husbands. And sometimes, you know, um, we want to know that we'll be protected, that we'll be um, taken care of, whether that's financially or whatnot. Um, we want to know those things. So if we're seeing you and don't really seem like you're leading or don't seem like, you know, you're caring, um, we we tend to feel insecure in a way. We don't feel protected. We don't feel secure in where we are. Are we going to be okay? Are we, do you know what you're doing? And, you know, so um, that can be, you know, kind of a, a struggle for us. Um, some of the like practical solutions, like for us to handle that thing, you know, for, it's first to communicate. We have to make sure that we're communicating communicating with our husbands and we're we're letting them know what we're feeling about a thing so if it's something where you just feel like he's not leading if you feel like that with your husband you need to communicate to him you need to tell him you know um how you feel um and sometimes it's how our approach is you know we don't want to come at them like and you ain't do this and you ain't do that and you trash or you you know are terrible at this or that, there's got to be one to two things that he's doing right. You know what? It Like an example, I appreciate that um, you take the trash out um, every whatever he takes it out because you're noticing that he does it. Um, if it's something else that you need him to do, you know, it's it's how your delivery is when, you, when you're coming to him about it. I like I like when you take the trash out. Thanks for doing it, you know, the way that you do it. If you don't mind, can you also, you know, when you're done eating, can you wash the dishes? Because sometimes, you know, when I'm with the kids I and I come back, you know, after cleaning them up and doing this and that, there's dishes still in the sink. So it, it's just a lot right now. Can you please, you know, and maybe he's just wasn't thinking about it. And now that you've communicated, he knows that you see what he's doing, but he also is open to hear what it is you are needing him to do. So that was just a small example. I know things can be a little more difficult, you know, like finances or, or you know, we got bills and, you know, you, you're you not working. Um, well, I got to work every day and you sit at home. Like those are other things you need to communicate about that and say, you know, I appreciate when you're at home, you know, um, you're cleaning up, but we need to sit and talk about our finances. and explain whatever the issue you have to communicate but it's your delivery and how you come to them you know about it um another thing i was going to say is um i wrote uh, we wrote this down listen to things that you would like to see from him um that would make it easier for you to submit um and respect him so it might not just be one thing it might be a list of things so write those things down and say hey you know i don't want to overwhelm you but these are some of the things that I would feel like protected in this marriage, that I would feel like I could respect you if you did this and that, and then list why. So he can have an understanding of, you know, where you're coming from. 
another thing is um, listings that he's doing that's hindering you from, you know, submitting uh, and respecting him, you know. Um, so you always want to kind of start off with the positives and how you ease into, you know, what you want to talk about. And then you kind of, you know, just open that up and then talk about in a, in a, in a, in a way that um, not with an attitude and not with the aggressiveness so much, just, you know, in a, in a calm tone, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, we set the tone for that. You know, I feel like we have so much power as women that um, we need to tap in to um, knowing how to um, like control those type of situations to where, you know, because if we pop off, it's automatically that they're going to pop off, you know. So if we know that, then let's use our um, wisdom, you know, and our discretion, you know, when we're when we're communicating, you know, about those things. So I, I know I kind of was all over the place, but hopefully you got the gist of like what I'm saying, just to, you know, come to him, even if it's something crazy, still come to him, you know, in, in a calmer way and just explain like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. But the point that you're acknowledging it is not, is is what needs to be done because you don't want him to think, you know, that you're not like you're not paying attention to it, or you don't want him to think that what he's doing is okay. So that's why it's good to make sure you're communicating, you know. Yeah. 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 Thanks, babe. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. So hopefully, you know, wives have, you know, a greater perspective on you know, what their role is. And and again, you know, we mentioned in the beginning um, that the expectation is not conditional. And mm-hmm. so the goal needs to be to get to a place where you can submit and you can respect your husband. And so those uh, practical tools that my wife just shared are some things that can help you get there. We don't have if we're Christ followers and believers and we say, you know, we want to be members of the kingdom of God and that's 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 who we are, then if we have the role of wife, that role comes with submission mm-hmm. to the husband and respect for the husband. And so all of the things that we do need to be to get there. We don't have the choice to say, I'm not doing it. That that's that is the part that's that you really don't have a choice on if you're following Christ. And so we do things to try to get us there. And and hopefully, if your husband is also um a man of God who is seeking God's heart and wants to obey the Lord, he will have a listening ear and an open heart when you present those things to him and he will have a genuine desire to meet those needs so that you're able to um, submit. And, and, and again, like she said, that word people have a problem with it is really just supporting and coming into line with the same vision. I mean, yeah. that's really all it is. Same not vision. this, this slavery and no. you tell me what to do and I can't speak until spoken to it. All, all this that's abstract crazy. craziness that people think submission is, it's yeah. really just not that. So um, yeah, thanks, babe. That was good. So we're going to get into the husbands. Um, so 
you mind reading what what the word of God has to say? The husband. Yes. Let me get there. Whoops. Okay. It says in verse twenty five, um, husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for her, that He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Um, that he might present herself, her, present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. And then verse 33 says, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. Thanks, babe. So the first thing, uh, men, husbands, the first thing, or those that desire to be married, right? The first thing I want us to notice is that men have about seven scriptures on what we're supposed to do. Wives had four. So wives had 22, 23, 24, and then 33B. We have 25 through 30 plus 33A. So that tells you right there that the onus is on us. It starts with us. We need to be doing what we're supposed to do. And so both sides do it where they will want to say, I'm not doing my thing because my spouse is not doing their thing. But again, it's not conditional. And when we have to um, sit at the judgment seat of Christ and account for whose actions? Ours. He's not going to ask us, what did your wife do to cause you not to sacrifice for her? That's not going to be the question. It's be, Why did you not sacrifice for your wife like I told you to? That's the question. So. That's just where I want to start, that the onus is on us as husbands. So 25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So it tells us to love our wives. And God knows all. So it's, it's starting with that and telling us that wives need that from us. That's what that means. So right off the bat, if you're not loving your wife, you're missing the mark. And we'll do a whole episode on love and what that actually is. But in this particular scripture, the word gives us an example and the example is sacrifice. Right. So it's telling us to love our wives and it's saying how just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So he uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice of his life. Most of us as husbands will never get to the point where we have to give our lives for our wives. So what that means is. Everything before death is on the table. So there's nothing you really can say, I'm not going to sacrifice for my wife because we're supposed to emulate Christ in this area. And he died. The majority of us, again, are not going to have to die for our wives. And so it's telling us the level of sacrifice that we have to be willing to go to um, for our wives. Twenty six that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Um, and so this goes to why the sacrifice is necessary. And this specific portion is why Christ himself 
died, right? Um, and so us, we're not going to die, you know, for the whole human race or for our wives. But what we can learn from this is that um, he mentioned the washing of water by the word. We're supposed to be the priests of our homes and we should be teaching our wives the word of God. We should be studying with her. That means we have to be in our word ourselves. We can't teach what we don't know. Not that we have to be a Bible scholar and know it all. No, even if both of y'all are starting at the same level, how you operate in this scripture is that you initiate it. Babe, let's study together. We both need to grow in our word. Let's get into a Bible study. Or if you don't feel comfortable leading it, again, you lead by saying, babe, there's a grow group at our church. There's Bible study at church. Let's go. But whatever that looks like for you as a man, based on whatever your level is, it is on you, on us to lead our wives into knowing the word, because that word is going to sanctify and cleanse her. It's going to do both of us. But right now we're talking about how we impact our wife. Right. Um, and then 27, why do we need to wash her with the word um, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. So Christ presents the church back to himself. We will be presenting our wife to Christ. So we are going to be held accountable for how our wife turned out, her conduct, her growth, her spiritual growth. If we don't wash her with the word and so she's still a babe in Christ, we have to take ownership for that if we didn't do our portion right and so we have to make sure that we're doing our portion and in first corinthians 3 um paul is talking to the corinthians because they are basically clicking up in the church and some are following apollos and some are saying i'm down with paul and they're focusing on that and paul comes in and says hey it's not about me or apollos it's about god who gives the increase. And so he says that he and Apollos are planters and waterers, but it's God who gives the increase. And so he, he does not reduce the significance of planting and watering. Those are necessary steps, but he says the focus should be on the giver of the increase. Mm -hmm. And so how that relates to what we're doing, we need to plant and we need to water. You know, we need to plant that seed of the word. But as we walk together in marriage, we need to continue to water our wives with that word and God will give the increase. Um, but that that first Corinthians three um, story there kind of gives us a little more context and how it, it actually um, walks out. Because um, at the end of that in verse first uh, Corinthians three, um, verse nine, it says, for we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. So in marriage, the wife is the field, the wife is the building. We are the planters again and the waterers, right? We are the ones who are supposed to pour on her, you know? And so with God being the architect, you know, and the designer of marriage in these roles, he hands it over to the husbands who are the contractors, right? And we're supposed to go and build the building. Mm -hmm. If the building is lopsided, he's not gonna talk to the building and say, building, why are you lopsided? He's gonna talk to the builder, you know, and say, I gave you clear blueprint instructions. 
you were supposed to do one, two, three. You skip step three. You halfway did step two. The building is leaning. We're going to have to give be accountable for that. And so we need to uh, be mindful of that. And so then 28 says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And so um, we know that typically people love themselves. Self-preservation is something that we're born with, right? We, we hurt ourselves. We cry. You know, we want to fix it. Somebody hurts our feelings. We want to, you know, get back at them or we want to do something to fix it. Like we are always trying to preserve ourselves. And so it's telling us the same way that we basically look out for ourselves and really don't have limitations to that. We need to love ourselves the same way. And this and it's also saying that um, if you love your wife, you love yourself. So that means the opposite is true. If you're not loving your wife, you don't truly love yourself. And why is that true? Because you're married, you're one flesh. You are your wife and she is you. So it's not possible to not love your wife and, and, and do right by her and in the same breath say that you love yourself. This is what scripture is telling us. Um, and then it just continues down that same vein. For no one ever hated his flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. So which I was just talking about, um, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, his flesh, and his bones. So again, that oneness, we're, we're all in the same body. So it's not possible to basically take care of one side of your body and then neglect the other side and think the body's going to be healthy. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. Um, and the reason we do all of this is because, you know, verse 31 says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So again, what the wife is supposed to do and what the husbands are supposed to do is to create that environment for oneness. It's based around the needs of a man and the needs of a woman that's designed by God. And so these men need to be respected. Men need to feel important. So submission and respect are going to give that. A woman needs love, which is the first thing he tells us to do. And so to, for a woman to feel love, she's going to want to feel protected. She, like my wife was saying, she's going to want to feel provided for. You need to be making sacrifices for her. You know, that is going to show her that, man, this man really has my back. I was down or the family was down and he went out and w took two double shifts to make sure we was going to be able to send the kids to this activity and put food on the table like he got us. She's going to feel loved. She's going to feel secure. And so God knows what the two sexes he designed. He knows what they need. And he like, if these people are going to spend a lifetime together, I need to design a system to where they're going to feel fulfilled and operate in how I created them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so husbands, you know, I want to leave you guys with some practical solutions. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the practical solutions are to handle scenarios where you're not getting your needs met by your spouse. So my wife shared where 
what women can do if their husband is not leading, they're not providing, they're not protecting. So in this situation, you don't feel like your wife is submitting. You don't feel like she's respecting you. What do you do? Number one, make sure you're fulfilling your role as husband. Sacrificial love, priest of the home, visionary, protector, provider. So again, it starts with us. So if you're lacking in any of those areas, you need to assure those areas first before you say anything to your wife, before you point the finger, before you do any of that. Make sure you're on your job. Do you need to be perfect in those areas? No, because you never will be. I'm not. None of us are. That's not the goal. But to be doing your best with the current version of you, maximizing your effort in all of those different buckets. If you can look in the mirror and say that you're doing all of that, now we can go to the next um, the next steps. So then number two would be to talk to your wife and acknowledge how she does submit to you and support you and how she does respect you and how you and what you appreciate about that. So again, we want to start with positive reinforcement and let her know, hey babe, you know, when I'm coming home from work and I'm tired, you know, and I just need a moment to myself, you always give me that time uninterrupted and you don't throw, you know, all the the cares of the day on me right away. You let me decompress. I really, really appreciate that. And, And that shows that you respect, you know, how I feel and my mental state, you know, when I'm coming home from a hard day. So I really appreciate that. Give her that. And then number three, list some ways that you would like her to submit more and respect you more. So if there are areas where you're just not feeling supported, you feel like you're just going the extra mile, it's not being seen, it's not being acknowledged, whatever that is, you know, discuss that with her in a loving way. And then lastly, if there are any things that she's doing that's hindering you from being providing that sacrificial love from you know protecting from providing if there's anything she's doing that's hindering you from that again share those things with her so that way she has the opportunity to first be aware because i believe you touched on it sometimes people don't even know what they're doing or what they're not doing Mm -hmm. so you putting it on the table may be the first time they're even thinking of you know, having an inadequacy in some certain area, right? And so you discuss that and that that gives the opportunity for your spouse to meet you um, where you desire to be met. And so these are, these are the, the expectations and then the, you know, practical application um, for husbands. And so, yeah, any, any, anything coming to mind as I was Speaking, I know I, mine was longer, so I was no, going on. You pretty much touched on it. You know, we, you know, we have to give each other grace because we're not perfect, and a lot of things um, can be the reason why everybody is like they are. Their past, uh, their childhood, or previous relationships, or whatever you know, um, mental health, you know, it could be anything that could be a reason why they, um, 
may not be up to par or at that standard, you know, of, of the role of, uh, of a wife or a, of a husband. Um, and so we have to give each other grace there, but just to kind of throw this in there for those of you who are not married yet, um, if you know what it is you need, like, you know, what it is that you want in a partner. And I know we have lists of things, or I want him to be like this or her like that. You know, we're not going to get everything. And that's that, that there's that, but, um, there has to be some core values, some core things that are like non-negotiable, non-negotiable, um, when you're entering into a relationship and you want to look, you know, to getting married, the things that we're talking about, what, what is unacceptable to you? Do you, for women, do you want a man who stays home and doesn't work, uh, play video games all day? If you see those in his habit and that's not something you want, then that's most likely not, you know, what you're looking to be married to. Ain't nothing wrong with what they're doing, but that if they're, that's them as a single person, but things change when you get together. We have to make sacrifices. We can't do the same things that we, we've done when we were, you know, single people. So if you know that there's basically saying, if you know that there's things that non-negotiable for you and you meet somebody and they do that, I'm just letting you know that people don't just up and change overnight and their habits are their habits and what they do is what they do. So you got to really think about that. What is it that you see in them and, and what they're doing when, you, when y'all are in the courting phase or dating phase that um, you like or don't like? Take mental notes, you know. Um, yeah, you know, that's really all I could say with that part. But. Yeah, babe, that was so good. And I'm so glad you brought that up. I was thinking the same thing. And so, whew, that was so good. But just to add to it, Everything she said is 100%. So we got to go beyond just the physical, you know, the what is commonly thrown out there. And I know it's not the same for everybody, so we don't need people to say that. But this is generalization, right? Most They say that most women are looking at how tall is he and how large his bank account is, right? And they say men are just looking at the physical is she beautiful and is she shaped like a Coke bottle or whatever the case may be? We have to get, if that's what we're looking at, we have to get beyond that because we need to have the understanding that as soon as we take that covenant and we cross that threshold and we take on the role of husband and wife, now everything that we just outlined for you guys, again, it's a non negotiable and it is not based on what the spouse is doing so to her example it was perfect if you are a wife and you marry somebody who plays games 23 hours a day and you still decided to marry him you are obligated to submit to him and respect him you can't marry that guy and then say you don't want to do it and for the men we have to have that sacrificial love for our wives and we are to protect we are to provide we got to go out there we got to have the vision we got to make the vision plain we got to do all of this even if my wife is talking smack to me all day after the marriage was not the first time 
she talked to you harshly or she cussed you out. She was doing that when y'all was engaged. So if you still, I'm not saying it's right, but what I'm saying is if you know that those words pierce you a little harder than it may pierce some other men, don't marry that woman because once you marry her, you're obligated to show up the way that God told you to show up. And so that is the lens that we need to pick a partner from. Not only are they meeting certain expectations and desires that I have, but will I be able to fulfill my role that's expected of me if I'm married to that person? Because again, it's not conditional. We're supposed to do it anyway, but we're human. So we know that us doing what we supposed to do is going to be largely dictated by what the person is doing. Even though that's not how it's supposed to be, the reality is that's how we function a lot of times. So to make it easier for us to obey God, yeah. pick somebody that you can see yourself falling in line to your role with because the role is just not negotiable. So with that, we want to take you guys back to those three things that we listed in the beginning and give you scripture for those things, because we don't want to just say stuff and not have scriptural reference for it. So the first thing we said was that the roles are not conditional. And so here the text in Ephesians five. So we already gave you all the scriptures. Nowhere did we see in that text that it says. Wives, do this if your husband is leading properly. Husbands, do this if your wife is submitting to you or if she irons your clothes and she cooked your food, then sacrifice and love her. It doesn't say that you won't find it. So it's not conditional. Number two is unto God and not unto your spouse. So Ephesians 5.22 said it directly to the wives. You know, it said, and I'm getting to it. It says, wives, submit to your own husbands. How? As to the Lord. And so you essentially take the husband out of the way. And when you take that posture of submission, you're submitting to the Lord, you're obeying the Lord, and then there's benefit to it. Another scripture, uh, which was, uh, is unto God and not to your spouse. Colossians 3.23 says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. So that covers everything, including our roles in our marriages. Looking at it being for us and not for our spouse, Colossians 3.24 says that knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. So that's playing off of 23, telling us to do everything unto God. And when we do that, there's a reward for us uh, when we do that. And so that is, again, saying that there's incentive for for us to um, to go ahead and and do the roles that we're supposed to do. Yeah. And then the final scripture I'll, I'll share, I forgot to, to write it down in my notes, so forgive me, but I think it's in First Peter. It tells husbands to um, honor our wives, right? And so that our prayers are not hindered. And so we have to give our wives what they need, which is basically fulfilling the roles that we're called to fulfill 
And if we do that, our prayers will be heard because it's saying do it so your prayers are not hindered. So what that means that if you're not doing, they will be hindered. So if you want your prayers to be answered, then you need to be doing right by your wife. So you can't be mistreating her and leading her astray and um, being absent emotionally and and physically running the streets and doing all that stuff and then get on your knees and think God's going to hear your prayers. You're not going to hear it. It's right there in the word. So just, you know, some scriptural support um, for us saying that doing what we're supposed to do is not conditional. It's unto God and not to our spouse. And it's for our own benefit. Yeah. And so I don't know any any final words on this one. This was this yeah. one was a lot. This is this is, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it can get it can get I'm sorry. It can get really um, deep, you know, with this. And you can go on and on and on, you know, talking about this subject. You know, again, the whole purpose of us making this podcast is because we feel like, you know, it's important to serve each other. If I'm serving him and he's serving me, are we not having a fulfilled marriage? You know what I mean? If we're if we're really serving each other and I say serving, meaning, you know, what is it you need today, babe? He asked me, what is it you need today, babe? You know, we're we're not like that 24 seven, like everything's not perfect. And I keep saying that some people go to the extremes on things. You got to know we're human, but for the most part, I care about what he needs today. And he cares about what I need, what I need today. So if we're doing that is we're not leaving any room for all the nonsense. We're not leaving any room for the nonsense because we care about what each other needs and we go and we do it. And that's, that's that, you know, um, it's just my prayer is for marriages and for people, you know, to put themselves aside just for a second. And, that's you it. know, that's it. Try to first seek God. Cause he says, seek, uh, first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and those things. That's the first thing we do. So he can give us, you know, uh, vision and revelation and what it is we need to do to even get to this point. Um, but it makes your marriages so, so much stronger and you're so much better together where two or three are gathered together in his name. There he is. We're so much stronger together. We're so much more powerful together than when we're fighting each other. Like, come on, y'all. So that's just that. But again, we can go on and on and on. But that's pretty much all I have. I just want to pray, you know, for uh, all the marriages, people seeking to be married, um, people who are who ha- who need healing from maybe even coming out of, you know, something, you know, crazy, you know, or uh, abusive marriage or, you know, something like that. I'm, I'm just praying. Um, I just want to pray for for everybody. Yes. You know, yes. That, so. And so, yes. And so I'll ask you to close us out because that's perfect and the only final words i have to say is that you know like you said we can go on and on about this and people have such strong opinions about you know what we just went over but the word of god is the word of god and so if you are a believer and you say you want to follow christ again it's it's really non-negotiable what he asks us so our mindset has to be how do i get there that's what it has to be not I'm not doing it. I don't agree. All this. 
you have a right to say that, but you can't also call yourself a follower of Christ and a lover of Christ. You can't do both. And so I just want to put that out there and just also say that don't think about the extremes when it comes to this, because that's what a lot of people do when they want to make an argument against something. They'll go all the way to the extreme. So, again, just using the wives because the most contentious thing seems to be the submission. So, you know, if somebody wants to argue against submission, they'll use a husband that's running the streets, that's committing adultery, that's beating on his wife. They'll use that husband and say, how can I submit to him? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about everyday scenarios where, you know, the man just might not have laid out the vision clear or he might not have just enough initiative to go, you know, like you feel like he should. You know, on the husband side, you're doing everything, but you're just not being affirmed enough, you know, by your wife. You don't feel like she sees you and stuff. Normal, everyday stuff that people go through that they can't get over that hurdle because we're not communicating and because we just don't have a full understanding of what our expectations are. That's the stuff we're talking about. All that other stuff on the extremes. Those extreme things do you, happen. They and happen. That, they are regular to, to some people. So I don't want to say that they're not regular. They are normal things that do happen. Those situations that are extreme, need, you need to seek counseling. You need to seek counseling on how to, you know, handle that thing. But like my husband said, these things that, you know, are less extreme, you know, when we're just trying to figure out what we're trying to figure out, that's what, what we're you know, kind of focusing on, you know, because right. we don't have, we're not, per- we don't have the answer to everything, but what we can do is go to the word of God and say what the word of God says. And if we align ourselves with the order that he has set, then we will find that we will be successful in that thing. It's not going to be easy, but if you're wanting that, the word is there for you. The word is there. And so it has helped us. It has grown our marriage and that's what that's all we got that's yeah. all we got he's the that's the roadmap yep that's the roadmap that's exactly the roadmap and so yeah so so you know that's a good point you know wasn't definitely wasn't trying to say that those extremes don't happen you know where i was going with that is that if you find yourself in a situation where the extremes you're facing the extremes then there are alternatives and whether it's counseling or whether if it's to the abuse area, divorce or whatever, where what I'm saying in those extremes, you're not necessarily locked into what this scripture is saying, because now you're in danger. Your 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 person is putting you in a situation that God would not approve of at all. And right. you're his child and he loves you. So we don't want you to feel like I got to keep on submitting. But. I'm I'm getting hit every day. That's so I, that's what we're trying to communicate. We're not saying that. We're but people want to give up in the normal situations and say because my wife is talking to me sideways, I'm not doing nothing for her and I'm not I'm not sacrificing and I'm you know, I'm not going to talk to her and things like that and I'm going to go outside and stay outside all day. That's what we're talking so you you can't do that in those situations. But with that, babe, um, you want to close us out in prayer? Yes. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you. Um, We are 
thanking you for your word. Lord, your word does say where two or three are gathered together, there you will be in the midst. And Lord, your word um, says that it will never return to you void. Um, so we are just thanking you right now for giving us the, the roadmap, Lord. We're thanking you for giving um, us uh, the way um, for a successful marriage, Lord. You, your desire is for us to live life and live it abundantly. And, you know, we just want you to, um, we just want to thank you, Lord, for for your desire for us. We just want to thank you for um, uh, the order that you have set, God. Um, and Lord, I'm just praying for all those marriages out there that are seeking you, that are crying out to you, Lord, that that are 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 needing help and are on their last leg or last resort or whatever the case may be, Lord. I just ask uh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you touch those marriages, God, that you touch those covenants, God, that you bring them back if that is their both of their desires, Lord. We know that you can do all things, Lord. All, we can do all things through Christ who give us strength, Lord. We That's what your word says. And so we, we are just praying right now for those marriages. We're praying for people who have been in, in abusive situations. We're praying for people who um, are seeking um, healing, you know, from that. Um, we're praying for people who desire to be married and to find the right one this time. Lord, so I just pray um, that you give them the desires of their hearts. But but most of all, your will be done, Lord. Uh, you are a sovereign God. You are a wonderful God. You are the Alpha and you are the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we just give you all the praise and all the honor. We thank you, for, Lord, for what you're going to do. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, babe. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, this is a wrap for our first official episode of the Marital Bliss Podcast. And so, Again, we just thank you guys. We love you guys. All the support has really been encouraging. Um, if you've been with us so far, again, we just pray that um, you continue down this journey with us. It's our prayer that you be blessed and that um, just marriages be impacted in a positive way. And so until next time, you guys be blessed. Bye. Peace. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Marital Bliss Podcast, where we believe that kingdom is the key to marital bliss. If this episode has blessed you in any way, please like, comment, share, and subscribe so you and others can continue this journey with us. We thank you for your support and welcome your feedback. Husbands and wives, remember to serve and be one. God bless.